When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, welcome to the Athletic Asian Podcast on this beautiful Wednesday. I am your host, Nathan Nguyen. Wherever you're tuning in from, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, glad to see you guys. It's been a minute since we had a live show. I've been mainly doing my shows with the with the studio method. Just really want to just, you know, uh, just record by myself. But having it live today is something that I wanted to do. And uh, yeah, just go from there uh we have a lot to cover today uh i'm talking nba baseball talk as well uh the nfl with its uh, schedule uh coming out tomorrow uh big news coming uh from the national football league so we'll dive into all that stuff and a whole lot more uh in this episode so before we start i want to say fanatics is a proud partner of the athletic asian podcast and we'll be starting this new thing where uh, with every episode, we'll be releasing the jersey of the day of a specific player, and you can check out uh, which jersey it is uh, at the end of the show. And also, the link will be in the description where you can get your own jersey. Um, And it could be not just that player, but any player, because Fanatics has every jersey you need. Uh, Whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, you can get all... Uh, your favorite players' jerseys on FedEx.com, the official partner of the Atlantic Asia podcast, and then my, my my number one stop personally, but also it'll be yours too for all your sports fan gear needs. Um, but like I said, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, nice to see you guys again. And let's get started, right? Let's start with new in sports or new in sports. So last night, the Philadelphia 76ers jumped to a 3-2 series lead thanks to a 115-103 win over the Boston Celtics. Um, the Sixers, 33 points in the first quarter compared to the Celtics, 25 or 26 from the other. Uh, and they never looked back as they uh, just outscored the Celtics pretty much the entire game uh, through the first two, three quarters. And that was pretty much it. Uh, Joel Embiid, 33 points. Seven assists, no, seven rebounds and three assists. Um, Tyrese Maxey put up 41 minutes last night, uh, but he played really well, had 30 points of his own 
along with seven rebounds and three assists. And Mr. James Harden, another double-double to his resume, 17 points, 10 assists uh, to go along with eight rebounds. So almost a triple-double for him as well. Uh, Tobias Harris also had 16 and 11 boards. Uh, as a team, the Sixers shot 50% from the field, very efficient, oh, almost 50%, I should say, uh, 40 of 79 to be exact, and they shot a 12 of 30 from three-point range. So, you know, those are pretty efficient numbers uh, from the field, so it's good to see. And the Celtics, they shot 39% from the field, and one key factor, they shot 73% from the free-throw line, 25 of 34 to be exact. And uh, Jason Tatum led the team with 36 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. And then Mr. Jethan Brown, his uh, counterpart, or his partner, I should say, had 24 points of his own. But regardless, the Sixers <clears throat> jump out to a 3-2 series lead and um, have a chance to clinch uh, a spot in the next round tomorrow. As for the Denver Nuggets, they win 118-102 over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Nuggets scored 35 points compared to the Suns' 24 after the first quarter. Erupted, and then the, the Nuggets erupted for 39 points in the third quarter uh, as well compared to the Suns' 25. Those two quarters were, you know, pretty much the main factor in this one. And it seems like you know, both the Nuggets game and the Sixers game, um, they were just specific quarters where the winning team just went berserk. And this was the case here uh, once again between Denver and Phoenix with Denver uh, scoring uh, a combined, what, 74 points in those two quarters, the first and third to be exact, compared to the Suns, uh, 49. So definitely the, the, description, the discrepancy uh, is clear. Um, and Denver just played really well, 13 to 27 for three-point range. Uh, they shot 49% from the field. Nikola Jokic, once again, having a big performance of his own. Triple-double, 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists. Jamal Murray had 19, 5, and 6. And Bruce Brown, uh, 25 points in 26 minutes. Uh, great stuff from him. As for the Suns and a losing effort, Devin Booker had 28 points uh, to lead his team. In baseball, Jordan Diaz, the 22-year-old Oakland Athletic, one of the top prospects in the system, had three homers last night against the New York Yankees, and the A's still lost. Uh, they lost 10 to 5. Uh, but shout out to Jordan Diaz, the young prospect. Um, if he keeps us up, he has a bright future ahead of him. Very excited to see where this goes. Uh, as you can see, we're in the A's uh, sweater today. Uh, big fan of the A's. I uh, love the young prospects. You've got to be patient with them. They have eight wins on the season still. Um, and, you know, losing, losing 10 to 5, it stinks. But Jordan Diaz was definitely a bright spot. As for uh, other baseball news, another Bay Area team, uh, the San Francisco Giants. Casey Smith, the fourth overall prospect in the Giants organization, had his first major league hit yesterday. It was a home run against Patrick Corbin of the Washington Nationals, and he helped the Giants win a 4-1 to over the NL East um, team, the Nationals. And that'll do it for New End Sports. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, shout out to those two young guys, Diaz and Schmidt. I mean, to be as young as you are, and just make a great impression yesterday. It was great to see. Uh, so shout out to those two guys. Uh, but, um, you know, Joe Embiid, Nicole Jokic, those two big men, two MVP candidates, Embiid obviously winning the MVP over Jokic. They showed out yesterday for their teams. And, look, game six for both of them is tomorrow. They have a chance to clinch a spot in the next round. 
uh, for Joel Embiid, you needed this game. You know, you needed a, a game like this uh, to show the world why you're the MVP. Uh, it wasn't crazy dominant, but at the same time, you know, 33 points is a big deal. You know, that's still, you know, impactful uh, for your team. So uh, shout out to him. <laughs> and once again, James being the playmaker that he is, obviously when it beats off the floor, he kind of takes this, you know, the majority of the uh, the scoring load uh, on his shoulders. Uh, but once again, being the playmaker that he is with 10 assists, uh, a double-double basically with 17 points, uh, once again, just phenomenal by James Harden and Tyrese Maxey putting up big minutes and uh, making an impact as well with the 30 points as well. And my apologies if I sound stuffy. Uh, this morning, woke up with uh, just stuffy, allergic, so just bear with me. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to the main topics of the day. All right, tomorrow the NFL releases their new schedule uh, for all 32 NFL teams. Uh, and, we're, you know, let's discuss the changes uh, to coming through the season. Uh, very major changes, actually, uh, which may impact, obviously, your favorite team. Uh, so first off, there's going to be flexibility with late afternoon games. Uh, let's start with that. So basically, uh, we know about last, oh, actually the past, you know, few seasons, right? We've seen um, late afternoon games. So in my instance, I see those late afternoon games will be considered um, 105, 110, 125, 130 uh, Pacific time. And for you guys on the East Coast, 425. 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, right? Uh, and usually we would see the AFC games on CBS, and we would see the NFC games on Fox. Um, and, of course, uh, Sunday Night Football is on NBC, but I digress. So this flexibility with these late afternoon games means that um, there's going to be times where the, the networks will decide who they want and what teams they want in the late afternoon games. And this is because um, you get, I guess, to have better matchups. You know, you don't want, for example, say, Jags Chiefs. Well, actually, no, you wouldn't want Jack. That's a bad example. Let's say uh, Chiefs Titans, right? That's an option for a late afternoon game. But say the Titans are like 0 and 3, and the Chiefs are 3 and 0. And Derrick Henry's injured, right? Do you really want that game in the late afternoon? No, right? So basically, Fox can say, oh, instead of having, you know, uh, Eagles-Cardinals, you know, we want an AFC matchup on our channel. So we want, for example, Chiefs and Bills on Fox. Instead of the other option, which is Eagles Cardinals, right? Same thing for CBS. They can choose instead of an AFC matchup, they can choose an NFC matchup. So just flexibility in terms of not having to just go for the um, a specific conference matchup. They can go for something like you know, for CBS, they've always had AFC games. They can go for NFC games. Vice versa for Fox. They can go for AFC games. Just to have that flexibility, to have better matchups on the channels, plus just better matchups in the late afternoon. I think it's good. Uh, there's going to be a Black Friday game after Thanksgiving. 
uh, which is, you know, as we know, most uh, there's always three games played on Thanksgiving, one in the early morning, one in the middle, one in, you know, on, I was going to say Sunday night, but Thanksgiving night. Uh, we expect to see the Cowboys uh, play, obviously, because Cowboys usually always play on Thanksgiving, as well as the Detroit Lions. Uh, we don't know the matchup as I'm recording this, but <clears throat> there's uh, going to be a Black Friday game this time after Thanksgiving, which is pretty cool. I hope my uh, my Giants possibly play. New York Giants, to be exact. Not SF. <laughs> and uh, not every team is guaranteed a prime time game. Now, this is a big, big change because, look, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now. Okay. Uh, for example, and I don't mean to be mean or anything, but there's teams that just, they're kind of in the rebuilding stage. There's our Cardinals. Kyler Murray's hurt. You know, he's going to be missing most of the season. Do you really want that on national TV with whoever the backup is in Arizona? No. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, yeah. Bright future with Bryce Young. But who else do you have? Miles Sanders? Do you really want that on national TV or primetime TV? No, we saw multiple instances last season uh, where we had uh, two teams that were just terrible that were on Thursday night football. And that was just so painful to watch because there's just like, I I forgot which matchups they were, but they were just so the Broncos were on national TV way too much. Um, And it was just like, just, we don't want that, especially on Thursday night football. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was ridiculous. So I think it's a good idea that, you know, once the schedule comes out tomorrow, that we'll see which teams uh, are basically going to have a primetime game and that we're not having, you know, possibly a bad team on Thursday night football because we just don't want that. We really, uh, we really don't want that. So next main topic. All right. The Oakland Athletics have found a new site uh, in Las Vegas, which uh, if you may not know, they originally made a new uh, their first deal with Vegas to have a a new stadium in in a specific spot. I think it was near a a resort of some sorts in Vegas. I I forgot what it was, Uh, but new reports came out that they have made a second deal. In Las Vegas, it's going to be uh, the Tropicana Vegas Studio. Uh, they're going to knock down the whole the old Tropicana uh, building right there, and then they're going to build, according to reports, a thirty-five thousand seat with roof retractable roof stadium. Uh, this agreement uh, undoes the first one that was done weeks ago by the Oakland Athletics and the City of Las Vegas. Uh, this deal reduces the tax bill. This is why they, you know, when you're making a second deal uh, for a new stadium and, you know, you're doing this to kind of entice Vegas because the tax bill reduces itself from 500 to uh, 395 million is the, is the number. Why? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess, but. Oh, actually, I do know, actually. I do know why. Because yeah, the Oakland Athletics owner is 
it's just crazy. You know, he just, I don't understand his philosophy. You know, you, 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 you know, you want to reduce the tax bill, right? And it's, it's a big decrease. You know, it's over a hundred million, right? But at the same time, it's like, doesn't this kind of show that maybe Las Vegas doesn't want you? I'm serious. And it's like, okay, let, let's think about it. So, as we know right now, you know, obviously, this news like, oh, the A's are going to Vegas. They're done in Oakland. No, they're not. They're not officially done yet. There's, as of right now, they are the Oakland Athletics, right? And there's fans, and they're just protesting, and they want the A's to stay because they, they're passionate fans. They want to stay. You're really going to see an A's fan say, oh, I'm glad they moved to Vegas. No. <laughs> The owner is the only one that wants to move. And this second deal, yeah, you know, it's going to have a retractable roof. 35,000 people uh, are able to sit in the, in, in the stands and, and watch their A's play. Uh, the weather issue is dealt with with this retractable roof. Uh, we got this. We, we'll figure this out. No. John Fisher, you're crazy, dude. Like, seriously, let, let's think about it. This tax bill is being reduced, and they they still don't want to pay. Vegas isn't gonna give you this money. The public of Vegas, those the people that live in Vegas, they're not gonna give you this money. They don't want their tax money going to you. For what? This state, the the A's moving to Vegas. Okay, it doesn't even benefit them. Basically. Moving from a big market, surprisingly, like Oakland, because Oakland is actually a big market in terms of baseball standards. You're going from a big market in Oakland to a 40th ranked market in Las Vegas. I, I heard this from a report. I forgot who it was from, but you know, just just bear with me. Moving to Vegas in terms of the city, how it benefits. Tourism increases by only 1%. 1%. How much of an impact is that? It's not an impact. And there's not, there's not going to be an entertainment district around this new stadium. So people are just going to go for the games. That's it? No. You want to have that entertainment district, like shops and stuff, so that fans, maybe because... You know, families bring their kids and stuff. And it's like, okay, we're going to a baseball game, but there's something else that you guys can look at too. Now you're not going to... Because the, the first deal involved an entertainment district around the stadium. And now there's not going to be. So it's just a baseball stadium. Like the, like the Oakland Coliseum, you know how it's just a stadium? It's legit just a stadium. There's nothing else. Other than like hotels and gas stations. Why? Obviously, uh, they're going to break down, you know, if everything goes well, they're going to break ground in the new stadium in 2024 and open in 2027 or 2028. Look, I I don't get it. You know, as an A's fan, it sucks because I want them to stay in Oakland. I just don't see the benefit of moving to Vegas. There's no benefit financially or Honestly, for the people of Vegas, because they'll go to a game or two, yeah. 
probably the first game of the season, and that's it. No, no, no Oakland A's fan that lives in California is like, oh, let's fly to Vegas to see a game and come back. No. Oakland's right there. They'd rather go to that. Honestly, if a uh, expansion team moves to, to Oakland, they're likely going to be fans of that compared to the Las Vegas A's. If they if the A's continue to move to Vegas, like I said, it's not official yet in terms of the move, right? We They're still in Oakland. Um, you know, a deal's a deal. That doesn't mean that, you know, we still haven't seen anything about the money being given to the A's for this new stadium. So, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, confusing stuff. Um, because, yeah, a deal is done, but that but that doesn't mean they moved to Vegas. It's like, so w- which is it? I get it. I, I totally get it. But just know that as of right now, the A's are still in Oakland. They're still going to be in Oakland. And there's a chance that they will stay in Oakland forever. Who knows what might change? Here's Nate's last word. There was a uh, report that came out recently about Tom Brady and him may and oh, not may, but uh, he may not commentate next year. As you guys may or may not know, uh, Tom Brady signed a 10 year deal to be the next number one commentator on Fox Sports. Not saying number one, like the best, but number one, as in like the main crew. You feel me? Um, as of right now, Kevin Bernhardt and Greg Olson, the former tight end for the Carolina Panthers, are the uh, top duo as the commentating squad for NFL football games on Fox Sports. And uh, Tom Brady's deal, which kicks in next year, uh, would mean Tom Brady will, would replace Greg Olson and would join Kevin Bernhardt on the number one squad. And uh, there was a report that came out saying that Tom Brady may not want to commentate after all. And it was like, oh, you know, he wants to focus on his kids, which nothing wrong with that. I, I totally support it. That's not that's not what I'm trying to get or try try to get you guys to understand. Uh, rather, uh, Tom Brady po- actually posted a comment on that specific report because this report also was on Instagram and a whole you know post was made about it. And Tom Brady was like fake news. And, you know, I think what I want you guys to get from this is that, look, Tom Brady is an outstanding guy. I mean, his, his football knowledge is unbelievable. He played so many great years in the NFL. Last season was, you know, his last season with the Buccaneers wasn't the best. Um, and, you know, walking into the sunset, you know, with that, I guess, terrible, bitter taste uh, in his mouth is not great. But um, this whole commentating deal, here's what I'm going to say. If he, if this deal continues and that he wants to commentate in the future, next season, obviously, then great. I have not, no problems with that. I'm, I'll be very excited to see Tom Brady on my screen breaking down the game, helping me, helping me as well as you understand the game of football better. But if he does decides not to do it, I have no problem either. I mean, just being able to, to be with your kids after so many years of playing football and not neglecting them, but just putting them to the side. There's nothing wrong with that. Being there more for your children. Um, he recently bought a pet 
for his daughter, a, a cat. You know, that shows, you know, kind of the first step to to being a father, an actual father, and putting that first ahead of your career. And I don't know anything about, uh, you know, getting his wife back, uh, Giselle. Uh, I don't know her last name, just with a B. Bunchen, my apologies for, you know, missaying it. But maybe this is the first step of getting your wife back. Yeah, you're you're going through a divorce and you still uh, are co-parents and whatnot. But maybe this is the first step. Maybe not doing this deal means you can get your wife back. And that's that would be a great, you know, great scenario for you. So if you, honestly, it's a win-win. If you decide to go with this deal, that's great. You can still hang out with your kids, but also work from, you know, September to December or January, whatever the case may be, once a week, obviously, because you're only calling one game. If you don't commentate, it's okay. We don't blame you. Relax. Enjoy enjoy being a father again to your kids and hopefully get your wife back. I'm rooting for you, Tom. Always have been. You've always been the greatest of all time in my eyes, no matter what everyone else says. Before we go, the official sponsor of the podcast is Fanatics.com, and the jersey of the day belongs to Mr. Joel Embiid. You can get his uh, official jersey that he he wears, uh, you know, obviously on live TV. Uh, but, you know, you, know, you get what I'm coming from in real life, what he wears in real life uh, on Fanatics.com. This is the jersey of the day. His Icon Edition Royal Swingman jersey, and you can get it right now um and um honestly fanatics.com has been a great partner for me i've always got my sports gear from fanatics jerseys t-shirts hats uh, just everything for all my favorite teams i get all my gear from fanatics.com the official partner of the athletic asian podcast and my number one shop and it'll be yours too for all your sports fan gear needs and uh look i i'm very excited to continue this and uh, have more you know fun with it and whatnot and uh, we've covered a lot of good topics today we covered uh Joel Embiid his amazing performance with the Sixers uh as they defeat the Boston Celtics to take a, to take a 3-2 series lead we saw the Nuggets win led by Nikola Jokic and by the way he hugged it out with the Suns owner I know I talked talk, I talked about yesterday about how uh oh you know the owner should have just given the ball back to the ref or whatever but Cases closed. They hugged it out. Ishiba and Jokic, so no bad blood between them at all. We covered the NFL schedule release, which comes out tomorrow, and then we covered the Oakland A's and how they found a new site. I, in my opinion, they're not moving to Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. And then we covered Tom Brady and the whole fake news and stuff like that. That's pretty much it for this podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a special guest on within the next few days uh, to talk about whatever there is to talk about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun episode today. I appreciate you guys watching and listening wherever you may be, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, in terms of the live aspect. And you can follow the podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And you'll find this on my main channel as well. And uh, we'll go from there. As always, thank you for watching and listening to the Athletic Asian Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Nguyen. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Oh, and enjoy the NBA tonight. Lakers, Warriors, go Lakers, baby. Uh, hopefully we can clinch it today and move on to the next round. And then we have the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Jimmy Butler has a chance to send his team 
which has gone through a lot of games, technically, you know, the play-in tournament and just being where you're at right now, a chance to clinch a spot in the Eastern Conference Finals for your Miami Heat. I'm happy for them. Good for Jimmy Butler, by the way. That's for the Knicks. There's a chance to make some history. LeBron did it, so can you. Have a great day, guys. Thank you very much. 